And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You will rest in peace. Basketballs don't hold grudges. He got a bicycle. Hello and welcome to the WrestleCube. Uh, my name is Tom Mimner. And I am Daniel Cube Ekinbole. Um And uh, yeah, we're, we're here to talk about some wrestling. We are indeed. Whoop, whoop. We are indeed. It's been <laughs> some time, has it not, my brother? It's, it's been a little while. Um, you know, life things and all that getting in the way, you know, with all the... the and things and things and stuff, you know, well, it, it happens. The, the pandems, the mandems. Yeah, have pandems. you been having? Have you been having a good pando? Oh, fantastic! Had loads of loads of pandemic fun in this household. You know, <laughs> just not leaving the house, being indoors. Actually, I, mean, I leave the house a lot, to be honest. Uh, like, I spend, I do a lot of walking. There's a fancy new coffee shop in Beckenham. Uh, oh, I went there and got Very a nice. nice coffee today. They've got one of those uh, random shops that does, um, you know, like uh, you can buy like uh, um, like beans and rice and stuff, but not in packaging, Thomas. You have to bring your own. Oh yeah, yeah. And bring your own containers for oil. So it's very, it's deliciously middle class, which I'm very much enjoying right now. Um, oh, I'm sliding into the being uh, accepting that that's just happening. In my uh, life it, it is what it is, man. We we earned this. We worked hard for this, Thomas. Yeah, we so, did. Yeah. Damn fucking right. Damn right. If I want to drink my natural I wine... I remember having no money. I don't want to go back to that. Exactly, yeah. If I'm going to drink natural wine, flat whites, and buy my beans in, you know, uncontained, and pour natural shampoos into old milk bottles, and I fucking will, God damn it! No one's going to judge me, man. Anyway. Let me, let me tell you, man. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, right? Today... I um this is completely off topic and fuck it it's fine right <laughs> I um I went to Sainsbury's today because they're doing like a this is not a plug for Sainsbury's by the way um uh, they're doing like a, was, a deal for, yeah if we get sponsored by Sainsbury's that'd be nice um <laughs> they um they're doing this thing where if you've got nectar points um you can double them up and essentially use them, spend them right so oh, because yeah. I live almost next door to a Sainsbury's over the last couple oh, of years we've got quite a lot of nectar points because it's convenient and all the rest of it. And um, so, I w- w- but one of the things you can spend these double up points on is wine. Oh man! Ooh-wee. So we got a fifty quid voucher, fifty quid worth of nectar points to get a hundred quid worth of nectar points. And in five years ago, maybe ten years ago, I would have immediately gone right. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy as many five pound bottles of wine as I can for a hundred pounds. <laughs> and but I did not do that today. I went in and I, I bought at least three bottles of wine that were 18 quid a pop. That's that's what I'm talking about, Thomas. See, that's how you know things like, have changed. And like, I, I'm a little bit disgusted, but also very proud of myself. <laughs> I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. you. It's all about that flavor. This is where we are now. We're kings. We are kings. And we yeah, have 18 know. pound bottles of wine with which to drink and sup upon wrestling. I mean, I'm not going to promise that I'm going to be able to tell the difference between the 18 pound bottle of wine and the five pound bottle of wine. Let me tell you right now. That's not the point. There is no difference. The shit tastes like <laughs> wine. <laughs> I know. I know it's like a proper dad joke, but I've been. I remember I got a voucher to go to like a wine tasting thing a few years ago, and I went and I, every single every single one. I picked up one, smelled it, and went. Mm. 
get notes of wine. <laughs> It's like when you're at a restaurant and they're like, would you like to taste it? And I'm like, motherfucker, don't do this to me. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm going to mm, wine. And, and he, I've been at fancy restaurants where guys like, no, no, take it back. And I'm like, motherfucker, I, I wouldn't even think it. Be like, no, this wine you just opened for me, this 60 pound bottle of wine. Nah, I don't like it. I'd be like, mmm, <laughs> wine. Man, just a, like one time in my life as like a power player, I really want to do that. But like, I just, I wouldn't have the nerve. Like, and I just like, yeah. Also, I love when they come over and do that to you with like a fucking five pound bottle, like screwed up bottle of wine. I'm like, <laughs> like, what, what the fuck are you going to do with it now? Then? Like, <laughs> mm, this blossom here, rose is mm, delectable. Like, I understand. I understand the premise is that it, like it could be corked or whatever, right? But if it's a fucking screw top, that's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. So what am I going to say? Oh yeah, this bottle's off. Well, the dude, the best before date is not for a year. So. <laughs> I think we should do that. We should go to a really fancy restaurant, order the f- most expensive bottle of wine, be like, nah, it's corked, mate. <laughs> I'll have to chew. I'll, like, like when they pour it, just like, can I eat a little bit more? I need a whole, I need a full gulp to taste this bitch, and then be like, nah. No, don't want it. Bring the Blossom Hill. Bring it. Just, just, just go the whole hog, man. Just like yeah. get him to like pour you a pint of beer and bring it over and go, no, it's cooked. It's cooked. It's cooked. It's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. This barrel, this barrel's cooked. We've, we've gone on quite a tangent here. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm derailed somewhat. Like, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, we, we are going to talk about wrestling, I promise. Yes. Um, we, we are. We are here to talk about uh, the King of Cube, uh, Wrestle Cubedom. Cube. Uh, I, f- I forget all of the other names that we have originally. G- G1 Cube Max. Ah, G1 Cube Max, of course. Um, so we're here to talk about that in the next, uh, the next matchup that we've got, uh, which is uh, a delightful uh, mm. uh, matchup between two of arguably the best talkers in wrestling in the last 25 years. Indeed. Uh, Chris Jericho versus The Rock. Yes, The Rock versus the Ayatollah of Rock and Roller. Yeah, and it's quite interesting because when we did this before with Okada and Guerrero, and as will be the case with quite a number of these, I think there aren't there haven't been a lot of crossover of these people that you would have these dream matches with potentially, or you know the matches haven't been anything worth talking about. What's interesting is we have found ourselves with two where actually there's quite a lot of crossover between yeah, them. Yeah. So rather than dividing them into two individual sections, we're just going to talk about them across. Uh, kind of a wider scope, I suppose. Um, so would you like to hear a little introduction about each man? I would love to, Thomas. All right. So, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, um, you might have heard of him. Uh, he's um, He was trained by his father, Rocky Johnson, and uh, the legendary Pat Patterson. I say nothing else about Pat Patterson, just that. <laughs> um, <laughs> first Intercontinental Champion, you know. Uh, he's... Uh, the first ever third generation superstar to wrestle in WWE, or as it was then WWF. Uh, he his first kind of major exposure was in the USWA in Memphis, uh, where he wrestled under the name as Flex Kavana. Oh, that's a good name. Mm. Yep, Flex Kavana. Um, he made his WWE debut in 1996 at the Survivor Series, as uh, presented as this blue chip white meat baby face. Funnily enough, the crowd were not happy about it. They hate um, it. Uh, he did win his first Intercontinental title in 1997, beating Triple H, which I think is quite notable. Um, and But he was booed out of the building. They were showing Die, Rocky, Die. Uh, <laughs> which I still think is very harsh. Very yeah, harsh. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the old school wrestling crowd was, if anything, toxic. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so, unsurprisingly, turned heel in uh, 1997, joined the Nation of Domination, uh, and shot up the card, won the IC title again, feuded with Stone Cold Steve Austin in quite a high-profile feud, uh, Ken Shamrock. And eventually, by the end of 1998, he was a de facto babyface who then t- returned heel, joined the corporation, and became a main eventer, winning the uh, first of his eight WWE championships. That's uh, and yeah, uh, he would go on to be one of the biggest stars in the company, arguably the biggest babyface in the company for a period, um, continuing to wrestle uh, uh, fairly frequently, although more spreading towards the end, up until 2003, uh, then would take a hiatus uh, until to, to do something else, apparently, uh, until um, what, what, what 2011. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, 2011, he came back for a bit um, and then gets sporadic appearances before uh, main eventing WrestleMania in 2012 for WrestleMania 28 and then uh, winning the WWE Championship for the final time at the beginning of 2013, beating CM Punk and then losing it to John Cena at WrestleMania in 2013. Um, I don't know what he's up to now, uh, if I'm honest. Um, I've not heard much about him. Um, I heard he's a security guard somewhere. Yeah, I reckon so. He's probably probably under the radar. You probably see him at those conventions, you know, when when COVID's over, but you're knocking about next to Virgil. You know, with no one at his table. Yeah, you know, but there'll be a bigger queue for Virgil. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, in his in his in his career, uh, obviously won several Intercontinental Championships, uh, a couple of tag team title reigns, once with the Undertaker and also once with Chris Jericho, which is quite interesting. Um, uh, won eight WWE championships and two WCW championships, although obviously with the asterisks of being under the umbrella of WWE at the time. So no WCW championships is what you're saying. Well, essentially, no, no. <laughs> but, but it's still on his resume, and I feel like we have to we have to throw that in there. Yeah. Right. Um, I am not going to count all of the uh, things that Chris Jericho has won because he's got far too many for me to have written down. Um, but I will I will tell you a bit about him. Um, not that I need to, you know this, but this is more for you listeners. And unlike The Rock, he is generally famous outside of wrestling for Fuzzy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I hear he's in a band. Yeah, really big band. Oh. Yeah. Really famous. Yeah. Like that bum, The Rock. Yeah. <laughs> when did The Rock wrestle in the Tokyo Dome? <laughs> <laughs> never, I'll tell you that's when. Never. Exactly, never. Uh, so uh, Chris Jericho, or Chris Irvin, as uh, his real name is the son of um, former uh, New York Islanders hockey legend Ted Irvin, um, apparently, <laughs> so I'm told. Uh, he was trained by Ed Langley and Brad Young. No, I don't know either. Um, but this was under the guise of training at the Hart Brothers uh, School, so it was advertised as being the dungeon, but actually it was just um, a bit of a rip-off by sounds The of dungeon TM. Yeah, pretty much. I think it was some of the lesser-known Hart brothers who were involved with the franchising of this out. <laughs> hey, I'm uh, Eugene Hart. How you doing? So, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll train you. Um, so he made his—he did make his wrestling debut in 1990, and while at training uh, at the school, he met up with Lance Storm because oh, um, uh, he was also training there. Yes, uh, they would—they um, would form a tag team known as the Thrill Seekers. Oh, good name. Uh, good name. And also, they were also called Sudden Impact in Japan. Oh, um, yeah, that's a good ass name. Uh, it's very early nineties. Very yeah, early nineties. Love it. Might as well just call themselves the fucking Impact Players. <laughs> God, I always hated that name. 
Uh, it's so stupid. Um, yeah, so he would uh, him and Lance Storm would wrestle in FMW and in War, uh, Wrestle and Romance. That is uh, the lovely that named a uh, Japanese company. Fantastic name for a wrestling promotion, anyway. It, it really is, isn't it? It's so good. Uh, and Smoky Mountain Wrestling, of course, as well. Um, Jericho would go on to have singles runs in uh, CMLL in Mexico uh, before, ret- and he had a few spots in New Japan later on, um, but nothing of note. Um, he would then wrestle in ECW, winning the television title before joining WCW. And much like The Rock, uh, would be a very much overexposed, smiley baby face for quite some time, winning championships, but reasonably treading water in the mid-card for the most part, and really not not doing anything particularly noteworthy, and again, being kind of pushed down the fans' throats for a little while. Mm. So that was until he turned heel in 1998, um, after attacking Rey Mysterio post-match, uh, injuring his knee, uh, obviously, in reality, Rey Mysterio needed to go for knee surgery anyway, mm. um, and this became a whole thing where he would uh, he, he he unmasked Juventud Guerrero. Uh, he would he had a memorable feud with Dean Malenko, where he basically insulted the memory of Dean Malenko's dad. Um, it was it was pretty 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 full on, um, and he had memorable things with Goldberg. Basically, he became a really hot property in um, in WCW in 1998. Um, but unfortunately, he wasn't happy, and um, so they phased him out, and he went to I WWE in 1999. How could he have not been happy at that company at that time? I mean, uh, who knows? Who knows? It's not like there were people at the top of the card potentially uh, sabotaging him. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> no, Hall and Nash were definitely not busy. Um, anyway, uh, so, um, he would then move, of course, to WWE in 1999. Um, after a memorable debut with The Rock, which we'll get on to uh, a bit later, um, he would have uh, some thriving mid-card feuds with the likes of Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, Kane. It's all quite memorable things. Um, and occasionally flirted with the main event, but never quite got there. It got a big push during the invasion angle in 2001. Um, and then eventually they would pull the trigger um, and he would win the be the inaugural undisputed champion at the end of uh, 2001. Uh, arguably far too late. Yep. Uh, again, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, so he'd have a few years then in, again, back in the mid card pretty much in WWE before they eventually let him go in 2005 at his request. Uh, so he could go off with his band and do some stuff. I don't really know what exactly, but he came back in 2007. Okay. Uh, yeah. He came back in 2007 uh, did some stuff, had some uh, for a little while. It was a bit crap as a baby face, uh, and then Ted Heel uh, completely reinvented his character. Uh, had memorable feuds like to HB. Yes, yeah, where he was using big words. It was very uh, Nick Bockwinkle esque from the mid eighties AWA. He was always wearing a suit. It was very, it was, it was good. It was good. It was great. It was a real polar opposite. Um, and he would go and come back quite a few times, uh, reinventing himself, you know, with the, so we had the light up jacket phase, we had the list, we had the, the scarf that lit up, the, um, the various different different uh, iterations, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then obviously later in his career, uh, he would decide to sack off WWE entirely um, and go and work in New Japan for a bit. And now, since then, he has been uh, in AEW since their inception, uh, pretty much arguably their biggest star, uh, their inaugural uh, inaugural world champion. And um, yeah, yeah, has has been making a name for himself outside of WWE for quite some time now. Yeah. Yeah, So I'd say that's a bit of an overview of both guys. Yeah, yeah, I would, I mean, I would argue, yeah, he's he's the most bankable star in AEW at this point. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I think they're working on that, but yeah, like he, he certainly is uh, has been up to this point. No, he's not a has been. Sorry, should make that yeah. clear. He, yeah, no, he has no, been. He definitely isn't. He's, he, he's yeah. still been. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's a. He's a. He's. He's. He is a still is. Uh, <laughs> he's still not a is. human being. He is a human doing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, Let's yeah. go with that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, so so we watched uh, some matches uh, featuring, uh, firstly featuring Jericho versus The Rock. Uh, then we'll talk about some other matches each man had individually, and then some promos because given both of them have such a reputation for their work on the mic, I think it's important that we talk about that uh, as a as a separate thing as well before yeah. we give our scores and we see who advances to the next round of the King of Cube tournament. Yes, indeed, indeed, I agree, Thomas. All I right. Agree. All right. So I think we dive in first with uh, Jericho versus The Rock from No Mercy 2001. Yes, 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 yes. That is a very... So I don't remember actually watching this um, uh, match. I think may have been the period... No, no, I I think we definitely... I definitely still would have been watching it. So I I, I can't remember why I don't remember this match whatsoever. But um, I remember it was during the period of time that they just would refuse to pull the trigger on Chris Jericho, even though it was clear that it was his time. Like, everybody wanted it. The crowd wanted it so badly. I think there was a time where he beat Triple H on Raw, and it might have been the year before, or it might have been this year. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, would have been uh, around April, May uh, 2000. And I think somehow they made it. They, it was a screwy finish or something, so he didn't actually win. But that was the time. That was the time for them to pull the trigger on him. So I think this was still kind of, um, you know, too late. And I guess, um, I mean, eventually he wins the, the, the WCW belt or whatever. But I mean, who gives a shit at this point? It wasn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> it means literally... Very much a secondary title. Exactly. But um, yeah, this was a, this is an interesting match. And this is the match that kind of made me... Uh, it, there's going to be a clear delineation... Well, well, I don't know if that's the right word. Create separation, I think, between Jericho and The Rock when it comes to what they do in the ring. And it's kind of really clear in this match. Like, um, you know, it starts off with like a really great pace. Um, uh, You know, uh, Jericho is kind of really leading the pace of the match. I think it's like uh, there's like a loads of really cool sequences in this match. I think, you know, kind of starts off with um, Jericho kind of kicking The Rock. Uh, and he kind of like rebounds off the rope. The Rock reverses it into like a rock bottom attempt, and then Jericho reverses into a lion tamer attempt. The Rock escapes to the apron, but then he gets hit with a springboard drop kick. And um, it was kind of like the, the 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 way they flowed through that kind of initial sequence. You see that it's Jericho that's leading them through this dance. He's the he's you know he's definitely the the lead partner in this, and the Rock is kind of along for the show. Um, and as it heats up and as we kind of get to the end of this match, um, uh, and I think the, there's a sequence where I think the match actually should have ended was where um, uh, Jericho hits the rock with the, with the rock bottom. Um, and uh, and I think it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, and at that the point, the crowd really pops for that as well. Pops for that, and he gets a two count. And you're thinking that should have been it. Like whoever wrote this mm. knew that this couldn't be it. But was like, I'm going to give you this just just to show you how this should have ended. Because if you see how that match went and you follow kind of um, the flow of it, that is exactly how that match should have ended. But no, it goes for a two count. Eventually, Steph comes in 
um, is abused <laughs> in another tale of this would not fly. Yeah, I've got today. some thoughts about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she is abused uh, and um, by yeah, both that, men. Yeah, by both men, uh, and um, uh, eventually uh, he, the Rock uh, gets double arm DDT onto a chair while the referee is distracted, and then Jericho wins. Um, uh, yeah, the WCW Championship. It's a fantastic match. I have to stop you there, Daniel. Sorry, just to say that it was it was, uh, it was actually the uh, the Miz's finisher, the skull crushing finale. Skull crushing finale. Oh, wasn't it? It's like, a, it's like a, it's a yeah, no, it was like a um, like a weird Paul Nelson like uh, front slam thing that like, the Miz uses. The only reason I say that is because it really struck me is, is that I have no recollection of Jericho using that move. No, no. I just, yeah, for some reason, I, yeah, I'm, I just, <laughs> well, yeah, he, he hits him with one of them. And, um, yeah, I didn't even realize. Um, and, yeah, that the thing is, it's a really, really good match. And a lot of the really, a lot of the good wrestling stuff in this match comes from Jericho. Like, there's some really mm. cool sequences. A lot of them kind of initiated from, from, um, uh, Irish whips into reversals and into kind of little sequences and stuff. The thing that makes me sad watching this match was any <laughs> any of the and this is kind of as I said before any of the stuff that involved the Rock and wrestling was terrible. Like he gets his shit off. I guess they give him a give him a little section to do his little thing, his little Samoan drop and his in his um, spine buster and a few of his kind of lame punches. But he what what he brought to this match was kind of the stakes, the charisma the heat to be honest what he does in ring he keeps up his end in the bargain as much as that uh, apart from when he he f's up the kind of leg takedown and then into his sharpshooter yeah. which will continually offend me until the day i die every time i see <laughs> horrible sharpshooter with the exception of those things like you know his in ring is just not good and it just reminded me i was like yeah i didn't like watching the rocks do his thing in the ring it's not what he does it's not what he's here for he's he brings heat he brings charisma and all of that stuff but jericho is so good in this match um and elevates it to you know a, a, just an unbelievable match but then you think uh as i said with without you think he could probably have the in ring with anyone but as i said the rock brings that charisma brings the heat he makes it a big he makes it he makes it a big um event so yeah Great match, I thought, uh, but Jericho edges it in terms of, of um, of what you know, of the actual wrestling thing. But uh, well, what did you think, man? I I have some notes, um, oh, yes. oh. so um, I'll, I'll run you through those. Um, so I thought the hype video before the match as well. I watched that. I really enjoyed that because uh, it, it, although it feels very much boilerplate to what they would do during this period, there I, I forget how good their video packages were at this point. Like, yeah, yeah. there's just something about the quality of what they put together. It's it's, it's flipping incredible. Is this this um, is even now? It still stands up. It was WrestleMania 17 this year or the year before. Yeah, it was earlier that year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's this is the they're at the top of their game here. Yeah, and it's it's just incredible. Um, yeah. I also I noticed I, I've written it down because it, it, it's, it's it, Jericho's entrance, right. It, 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 it was weird because I haven't watched him. He's not been WWE now for a while. It was quite weird seeing him come out to his uh, Break the Walls Down theme and not Judas. I've gotten so oh, used to that. yeah. Yeah. It felt a bit weird. <laughs> I was happy. I loved it. I was um, like, yay. <laughs> no, no, it was great. It was just a bit strange. Um, also, I noticed while he was walking out that Jericho is wearing massive fucking lifts in his shoes. Oh, I didn't realise. 
like they're really really obvious on his way out and I don't, I don't know if he adjusts them at some stage but as he walks out as he gets in the ring it's really noticeable <laughs> I guess the rock is just I mean, smaller yeah I, I think so yeah but, I mean it was always been a slight knock on Jericho that he was a bit small like height wise but I mean he's not I think he's still like six foot or something he's still yeah, a reasonably big guy it's just the rock he doesn't look like no, but... um, the underdog in this match at all no, no, not at all. It's just, it's, I think it's just that the Rock's fucking massive. I like, think yeah, he's legitimately yeah. about six foot five. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought the the audience were like, God, it's such a contrast to today. Yeah. The, how like how invested they were in this and for everything. It was so I loud. Loved it. I loved it. I was like, yeah, oh, it was great. Wasn't it? <laughs> just, oh God, I, like I can't remember the last time. Even like even watching like a WrestleMania or something, you don't see crowds this invested anymore. It's just yeah. like the noise level was insane. No, start, um, none of it. Yeah, just enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. Like I, um, I thought the Rock, uh, the Rock, obviously seemed like a massive star. Chris, Chris Jericho seemed like a star here, yeah, but uh, the Rock was already on a, in a different stratosphere when he yeah. came out. You could see that. Um, but as you rightly pointed out, Jericho was leading this. The in-ring, uh, I thought The Rock was better than I remember, but then I remember his in-ring being pretty bad. Um, I forget, he's, he's sort of like, it's not even that he's doing anything badly. He's just sort of awkward. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's, it's, it's a, like His moves are fine, though. There's nothing wrong with them. It's just that they, they, don't, they don't look like anybody else doing them. They're very unique to him, and they're very awkward. It's not the fact that as well they're they're, they're not bad. There's not many of them. <laughs> no, like well, there is that too. But three. He has three moves. That's one more move than Hulk Hogan. Good point. <laughs> to be fair. Very also, when well, you say he's only got three moves, he's got other moves. They're just not good. <laughs> they're just all terrible, yeah. Um, I have written down, Still, The Rock still has the worst sharpshooter I've ever seen. Oh, so, disgusting. Uh, with you on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a weird, like... Yeah, two guys really at the height of their powers. I thought the story was really good with mm. Jericho being told that Jericho was struggling to win the big one. And then we, when he was hitting the big moves, like hitting the rock bottom and, and rock kicking out, you had this whole thing of this sort of subtle, there was some subtle hints of the fact that he might be, it might be a heel turn and, you know, him using the chair at the end. Although he's still ostensibly a baby face, it's kind of a heel move. Like, yeah, it was a lovely story they were telling there, I thought. And he's it, it, definitely the heel in this match. Oh yeah, you could see it, but you but he doesn't do that by being overtly heel. It's just that his movements are so much more like defined and so much more like he's he's pulling out all the stops because you can see he's so desperate to win. The Rock is uh, the underdog in this match for sure. Yeah, which is great. Like and you yeah. don't see that very often. Um, but obviously because he's so bloody massive. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I just thought yeah, and also it was really jarring in a way, but in a, in a really good way. Um, and in a way, I think it actually speaks to Jericho's ability to to morph and evolve over the years. The the he, I, I forgot how agile and how smooth and how many springboards and spin yes. kicks he would do. Yes. So different to what he does now. That's that's one of the things actually. I I, I forgot to say just how athletic he is, man. So yeah, you forget, don't you? There's a part where yeah, well he he um. Uh, I think he um, Rock reverses an Irish whip into the corner and Jericho kind of bounces off and then he bounces back mm. into a German suplex but like flips behind him and that's kind of how he hits the rock bottom and it's just like wow And but it was the precision and smoothness of, of all so the stuff sweet. that he does is just so quick I didn't realise I couldn't I completely forgot just how athletic he was it's just it's really interesting I think because you see like 
I, I like watching this is the thing is you can see that the rock is obviously that Jericho is easily the superior in ring talent, but the rock oh, yeah. is the bigger star. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah like it, it's just quite interesting to see the way that they were clearly trying to position Jericho back up to, to up to the level of the rock, but by essentially by giving him the lead in this and really letting yeah. him take it. And I, I also get the impression that the rock, the rock looked like, like he was having the time of his fucking life doing this i thought he looked like he was really enjoying himself like but not in a not in a weird way just in a like uh not in a like oh you know uh like it was detrimental to the match just that he seemed like he was really enjoying it like and he was i thought also i forget sometimes that the rocks in ring work when it comes to his offense is sometimes it's unique and it's it is what it is right and you know he gets a lot from doing a little because he plays on the crowd he actually has the crowd in the palm of his hand all the time right and which, in a way, is the art of pro wrestling. Is doing, in theory, is doing yeah. uh, getting as much from doing as little as possible. Exactly. However, exactly. I, f- I forget sometimes that his selling is actually really good. Like <laughs> not the over the top, like you know, stunner sell and all that. Like I mean, that's ridiculous. But, but it's the, the little most classic stunner sell of all time. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's the oh, stunner sell. <laughs> but his selling is actually a lot better than I remember. Like, I forget, like, that he, he's really good at, like, being the, like, being, uh, you know, on the on the, on the the end of, like, punishment and stuff and actually yeah. making it look quite legitimate. Um, yeah, I, I, God, this was such a throwback and I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I, I forgot, I, I do agree, though, watching this, it does, does show, God, Jericho had been ready for at least a year, if not yeah. more. And the fact they didn't pull the trigger on him is such a shame. Because, is- actually, when they, yeah. Sorry, no, you go, sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say that when he came over from WCW, he was already at that level. He should have that he should have been WCW champion long before then. Like he was already ready, and then he had to, you know, immediately he gets buried on his first, <laughs> you know, by the Rock on his first yeah. uh, instance. But he was already a star. He was already ready to go when he came over. So, um, yeah. You know, they keep pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. I don't know why. Um, they could have had a, a, a real guy that could hold, you know, maybe even bridged, bridged what happened, you know, the dark period that came slightly after this. He could have, you know, uh, been the bridge between that, but I don't know. It's true. And, it, it, you know, it's funny because earlier that year, it looked like they were flirting with that when they had him and Benoit kind of going up against Triple H and Austin you know, pre-invasion. And it did feel like that might happen, but they just, again, they just didn't pull the trigger at a time when it would have made sense to do it. Yeah, for sure. Very odd. Yeah. But yeah, a really, a really great match and something that I, I have to say I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, me too. It's kind of like, this is like this late attitude period. This was like, this is coming towards the end of, of, of like, you know, the best period that WWF or WWE had ever had. Some of what, you mean you didn't love the ruthless aggression era? Really fucking didn't, no. <laughs> and some of, the, <laughs> some of the matches in this period of time, 2000 and 2001, were just amazing. Like, some of the the, the feuds and stuff they had in, in this period. Were yeah. Really, uh, yeah. Good stuff. No, I'm, yeah, it was really good. Um, we will continue talking about The Rock and Chris Jericho after we have a little break. Hello world, my name is Simon Miller and you are listening to the WrestleCube Podcast. There we go, right. And we're back. Uh, so we had a little break there. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to carry on talking about Chris Jericho and The Rock. So what we in selecting matches 
that didn't involve them facing off with each other, it seemed only wise to start thinking about matches that were very emblematic of, of quite, you know, important periods in their career. So I was thinking of something with The Rock that uh, felt like a, a, you know, and truth be told, uh, also the availability of links to watch these uh, that didn't involve necessarily paying money to any particular service uh, <laughs> did play into this somewhat because, you know, just for ease, that that is that is a simplistic thing to do. Um, so I thought I saw, um, uh, I found a link to The Rock versus Triple H versus Kurt Angle from uh, SummerSlam uh, 2000, which I remember being really good. And I thought, you know, the rock 2000 is really, I would say, the high point for the yeah. rock. You know, it was when Austin wasn't there, he was the biggest baby face in the company, the biggest baby face in wrestling. Like, yeah, it, it, he was a mega star at this point. Yeah, so I thought any main event with him from that year is probably a justifiable one to give a look at because, you know, it probably makes sense as, as, as something that's quite a good, a good uh, cross section of his career, I would say. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, yeah. What did, what did you think of this match? Oh man, well, I have some thoughts. This is, this is, this, once again, this is 2000. No, 2000 wasn't, it was WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. What's the main event of WrestleMania 2000 again? Randomly. It was the four way. It was, uh, yeah. Triple H versus Mick Foley versus Big Show versus The Rock. Oh, that was disappointing. <laughs> McMahon in every corner. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was not good. Um, but, um, uh, this match sucked. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It, yeah. it, it sucked in the, in as much as it was like the, the in-ring and everything was just, you know, it was just a lot of punching and kicking and stuff. And, and the, you know, yeah. it was kind of, yeah, it was kind of emblematic of these, the, of some of these big main events at, the, at this kind of time, especially with Triple H, when it was just a whole lot of brawling and then somehow the friggin' Sledgehammer would get involved. And there was a lot of goofy stuff. It, like, this was Panto. Yeah. This is straight up pantomime. But the, the thing that elevates this match, though, is just how into it the crowd is and just how into it the yeah. crowd is into the rock they are just eating everything out of the palm of his hands and it's kind of like this is this is this is the attitude era in 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 its like you know if you distilled it into a um into a um uh, into a syrup or you know and, it, and you oh, get this thick liqueur of attitude you've got stephanie being called a slut by hundreds of thousands of men <laughs> like you know so that's like attitude era number one <laughs> you've got nothing but men yeah. brawling uh going you know in and out of the ring and, and you know all that stuff you've got stupid angles happening in between the match and but then you also have a crowd that is like honestly like apoplectic with happiness like somehow they're being they're pumping in the mdma into the crowd and everyone is just (laughs) freaking out because they're having such a good time so even though the match kind of sucks watching just how much like star presence that the rock commands and how much you know you know his little comebacks and everything like that how happy it made everyone and how crazy it made the, the crowd get was was really good so um it's a fun match the pace is great it never really gets that boring it's it's you know super professional wrestling it's you know it, 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 i thought they did really quite well considering that uh i don't know that that thing with angle taking the pedigree and then being carried on the stretcher i don't know how much of that was what was going to plan uh, because he was legitimately concussed oh so maybe that's kind of okay well it was kind of all over the place because i didn't think i was like why yeah. the heck is this a triple threat match this doesn't make any damn sense but fine well just to, to get the title in there i suppose yeah. i think i think they were they were priming Kurt angle for a, for a title run anyway and i think that seemed to be the, the plan but um yeah, and it's funny seeing Angle before Angle became, you know, 
really came out of his shell and became the character that everybody knows and loves. Um, and the wrestler everybody knows and loves but um like when you think about like the different types of movie uh, uh, like we use an analogy i guess this is like a big dumb actiony marvel movie like this is what you come this is what you come to see when you watch professional wrestling when you go to the cinema or whatever this is bloodshot yeah exactly you you will just want some popcorn <laughs> you you know you just want a big dumb simple story and and it's yep. perfect uh, for what it is but it, it isn't one of it's not like going to watch i don't know heat you know, like like a, a I should really say, action movie or something, but but has some kind of deeper story behind it as well. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good match, but the, the in ring is just not good. <laughs> so me, I, sh- I should say, I actually really enjoyed Bloodshot, by the way. Bloodshot's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, know, I really enjoyed that. That movie's badass, man. <laughs> I know, I know, it's really good, isn't it? Cool I'm twist. really surprised. I, I I didn't know anything about it, and yeah, like it was really good. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah it's really excellent. That's a cool ass um, twist. Anyway. Vin Diesel seems like a uh, yeah, yeah. wrestler, but <laughs> he really does. He does. Yeah, I mean, but then again, this is a slight tangent to the Rock's acting career. But then sometimes I feel like he's just a slightly better Vin Diesel. He's... Like he plays a lot of the same roles. Like, like it feels like a lot of the roles that the Rock has now would have previously have gone to Vin Diesel, but they would have been like, eh, but he's just not that. Good. I think that's why. I think that's why Vin Diesel hates him. Because the Rock is, Vin I, I think so. The Rock is Vin Diesel if Vin Diesel had charisma. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? He is. I, I, I suspect the Rock has literally taken roles away oh, from Vin Diesel. Up, he's like, taken food out of his mouth. He even took the Fast and oh, Furious definitely. away from him. <laughs> he, he's. You know what I mean? He literally yeah. walked into his house and is sleeping with his wife. The, the Rock showed he was literally not all about family. No, he really wasn't. He's all about the dollar-dollar bill y'all. No, and he'd rather be having a protein shake than drinking a Corona. But, you know, whatever. It's fine. Um, I've watched too many of those Fast and Furious movies. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what we all what, One is too many. It's, yeah. Well... You know, I kind of love them though. I yeah, do. Too. Tokyo Drift <laughs> like, all day, by the way. Tokyo Drift is oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Furious movie, hands down. If you have a problem, catch me outside and catch these hands, these manos, baby. I like, I like what you did there with the hands. <laughs> you know, I just, I just want Very to nice. emphasize that they can be cool. <laughs> anyone who disagrees. Um, yeah, so I, I don't have a huge amount more to add about this match. Getting back on topic, um, I yeah, I agree that the uh, the crowd make this. Um, I thought after Angle was taken out, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Uh, they, I, there was a lot of stalling, which made me think that, that something went slightly wrong there, which obviously it did. Um, I thought actually, I will say though, I thought The Rock a couple of times did uh, did a couple of amazing kickouts at two point nine seconds. That were like he's very good at doing those last minute kickouts and making them yeah. like, and I don't know whether that's him being brilliant at it or the fact that the fans are so invested at this point yeah. that actually him kicking out is such a like heart in mouth, like oh my god, he did it. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a real, um, it reminded me, it, I know it's not the same thing, but it reminded me, uh, the only one I can think of in the last like 15 years or so where I genuinely looked, saw a kick out, and went oh, fucking hell. Um, was that one in uh, Triple H and The Undertaker at WrestleMania oh, when, yeah. uh, at 27 when uh, <laughs> Triple H tombstoned him. And every- I remember sitting in a room with you and everybody going, going oh, no, it's all right, he's going to reverse it. When he actually hit everyone, oh, fuck. Yeah. 
like a collective chorus people going, shit, they're going to fucking do this. <laughs> well, yeah. And then the kick out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was that was good. Oh man, we need, to, we need to do something about the, the the Undertaker's WrestleMania matches. We have to do something. We have to go over all. Of yeah, them. I think that would be good. Yeah, I, I would I would be up for that because yeah, cause, uh, yeah I, I, so many of them are terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, the first ten podcasts are garbage, and then <laughs> the last four or five are I mean, brilliant. <laughs> I think we just do two podcasts on the first to cover the first ten, yeah, and then yeah. we'll just uh, we'll. We'll do some 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 more uh, lengthy ones on the other. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a huge amount more to add. Um, yeah, this probably wasn't the best choice, as it turns out. But well, so yeah, <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was sad that The Rock was taking a backseat to the, the sort of love story, love triangle story. But then at the same time, he was still the biggest star in the match by quite some way. Oh yeah, yeah. Just such a like in the crowd, all they cared about was the rock winning. Yeah, everyone else was just. Um, second I also just just to point out uh, in the hype video just before the match, um, they showed Kurt Angle after Stephanie had been concussed, taking her to the back and like rescuing her. They're putting her on a sofa and saying, "You know, I did it for you," and then kissing her while she was concussed. That's not all right. Hey man, the attitude era, baby. Yeah, but it just reminds me of, of how how thing how different that that period was and how um, how not away a lot of this you know, stuff was. made me laugh, right? Because you know, with all the kind of I guess you know th- things are changing and all the social justice movements. Uh, watching that, I was like, no wonder so many people are so upset with how things have been <laughs> when that was yes, the behavior. Enough. I was like, no wonder everybody's upset. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, totally woo. fair. Things were spicy. I think in my they're quite day. right to be think, upset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Cool. Um, I have nothing further to add about this. So, shall we move on to uh, Jericho and Omega yeah, from uh, the Tokyo Dome? Sounds like a fantastic. As we're talking about the modern era, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because this is another problem with this seat. In, in theory, what I would have liked to have done was taken something more modern from The Rock. Um, but aside from a few matches uh, in you know seven eight years ago. There is a lot of a body of work of more recent stuff, and The Rock hadn't really changed up his style very much in that period of time. Um, so that's why we are looking at a more recent Jericho match because actually, I think it's quite interesting to see his his evolution. The Rock's recent uh, stuff would so get a fat L. So there is that too as L. well. No. <laughs> it, wouldn't even, um, it wouldn't be close. Yeah. Um, so Jericho versus Omega from the Tokyo Dome in uh, two thousand. 18, I believe. Uh, yeah. Um, so, this is Jericho just jumped to New Japan. Uh, although, he was a weird thing where he was still kind of working in WWE as well. So, he wasn't under contract to them, but he was free to go and work for New Japan. And then he came back and worked later that year, worked the um, the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia for WWE, and then went back and a couple of days later worked for New Japan again. So, that's, the whole thing. because that's not really WWE. Elsewhere. Oh yeah, I mean WWE don't care about Japan. Let's face it. <laughs> or, or Saudi Arabia. Like anything that happens in Saudi Arabia stays in Saudi Arabia. Oh yeah, I, I made this point a long time ago that those Saudi Arabia shows are non-canon. Yeah, exactly. They are non-canon. So anything that happens on those does not count. No, yeah, exactly. They're like those what if you comics. Know. Like what if the whole in a fifty-man Royal Rumble? What the fuck? <laughs> the greatest Royal Rumble. 
Sorry. Yeah, a fishing admiral rumble in which the apparently the Saudi Arabian authorities allegedly, because I, I don't have any proof of this, but allegedly they asked uh, if they could have Yokozuna perform. Ah, <laughs> did, did they have? Do they have um, some kind of Lazarus chamber with which to make that happen? Uh, they do not. <laughs> okay, they do not. Uh, what, so, so WWE just had somebody who one of their performers from NXT who happens to have a sumo background. Uh, also in the match. Oh, they just sellotape a couple of wrestlers together. Just have Dolph I mean, Diggler, it was uh... a <laughs> whole together, thing. To be in. As I said, non-canon. Non-canon. <laughs> Elseworlds. Else What's important. Yeah. Yes. Um, so yeah. So, uh, but Jericho versus Omega was at the time like it was a really big deal. Um, generally, um, and I mean. I don't watch an enormous amount of New Japan, but I do follow it reasonably closely-ish um, and just watch things where they kind of pique my interest. And this very much piqued my interest at the time, if nothing else, because this whole thing was very un-New Japan. Yeah. Uh, it's very much not in the style they normally do, but that's not a problem. Um, what, what, let me get your th- thoughts on this. <laughs> well, that's, an interesting, that's interesting that you say that, because I thought this was, um, my note says, very late-stage WCW, this. <laughs> <laughs> it, it had a feel of that, didn't it? You know, tables and chairs and dumb shit happening everywhere. Um, especially the first, uh, the, the you know, the kind of start of it. You know, they start with um, some, you know, the usual Irish re- reversals and chops and all of that kind of stuff, and then they kind of go out out of the ring for a bit. You know, Omega hits the splash outside and misses. Then you go through a table, look pretty uh, painful, and then. Um, Jericho's healiness in this is fantastic because he just starts slapping oh, the yeah. shit out of everyone. <laughs> My favourite thing there is, I have to say, while we're on it, is the um, him, uh, him him knocking out the referee and then and then putting his, the, the referee's son in a uh, Jericho and then just shouting at him, "Look at your son! That, Look at your son!" That killed. I couldn't stop laughing. I actually wrote a note as well. Look right? at your son. Oh. They call it the Walls of right. Jericho, right? All the time. I. I write Lion Tamer every time I'm writing my notes. I don't give a fuck. But would you say there's a difference? Ah, there's a difference, see. Would you say the Boston yes. Crab is so, the Walls of Jericho? Yeah, the Walls of Jericho is, uh, is a Boston Crab. The Lion Tamer would be more the high-angle variant where really? he basically could put your... Yeah, yeah. Okay. That would that would be the Lion Tamer because that was what he was doing in WCW when it was the Lion Tamer. Yeah. Um, so... Okay. Uh, I mean, I get why he didn't... So yeah, you know, it, it, the, the problem is, is the Lion Tamer, if you're actually in it, it's impossible to get out of without, like, you have to submit, essentially. Yes, um, it finishes. It's properly applied. Fantastic. Yeah, but the problem is, is that submissions in WWE don't tend to work like that. They tend to do a lot of the drama of you're in a submission, you, can you get to the ropes, you know, and you might have to apply it two or three times to, to get a tap out. It, it, it's a very much a story device as opposed to just a straight up finisher. That's oh, yeah. that's how they 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 structure their matches around submissions. So if he had gone to WWE and done the traditional lion tamer, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, so I, I get being why. So upset when he stopped doing the lion tamer, like I was like, "This is in Jericho. What is this?" So this is this is what happens when you allow children to have opinions about wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. the problem. We were children and watching watching something that. Arguably, in retrospect, we maybe shouldn't have been watching, and uh, especially around that time. Um, and um, yeah, you know, <laughs> so um, forming opinions about it. No, I still think the light tamer is awesome. I'm just gonna leave it out there. Oh no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I just, I just, uh, I, I, 
I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just less angry about yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, now, like, yeah. As an adult, I have far more. Actually, no. I'm still that. It's still the most important thing to me. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I don't wake up in a cold sweat at three a.m. and go, "Fuck! Why didn't he use the lion tamer?" Damn, motherfucking lion tamer. Um, but <laughs> what else other stuff happens in this match that I enjoyed? Oh, so yes, uh, springboard. Uh, there's a nice springboard to Omega's knee while he's trying to do springboard, and then. Yeah, there's a lot of punchy, punchy lying around, spot festness. So it, it, the beginning of this match was a bit of a spot fest, and I wasn't. I, I was. I, this is fine, but it's not really getting my attention too much. Uh, there was a funny part where Jericho calls out Chono uh, in the commentary, which made me laugh. <laughs> I enjoyed that, and then starts giving the crowd the finger, which was also hilarious. <laughs> he was just being such a dick. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't stop laughing at some of the stuff he was doing. Um, oh. But, he was clearly having the time of his oh, fucking life. Loads of fun. And it said it was very different from a lot of your usual NJPW matches. But they get in the ring and then it starts, you know, they start the match proper as far as I'm concerned. And start getting into the actual in-ring stuff. So Omega hits some, like, they, he starts hitting them with these kind of really stiff strikes. Uh, the old V-triggers. The old V-triggers, yep. There's, um, uh, let's see, uh, there's a kind of a double reversal uh, Irish whip by... Um, Omega into a knee, then he re-rounds off the ropes, gets hit uh, with a filthy Jericho elbow, who then hits the springboard moonsault. And I'm like, okay, cool. We have a match on our hands. They're doing this stuff. We're getting in here. Uh, And then I think eventually Omega starts to get into his shit uh, after a, you know, a kind of, I don't know exactly if it's a kind of suicide, spinning, senton, planchery thing. Um, oh, the thing to the outside, the, uh, yeah, the Rise of the Terminator. That's the one there, that bad boy. He hits him with one of them. Uh, and then, yeah, so I guess from that point, because before Jericho was really, especially with the outside kind of stuff, Jericho was really kind of leading it. And then Omega kind of takes over and then he, hits, he sprays him with some kind of random spray, which I'm not exactly sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a story to that. Okay, cool. So he used to use this. It's the cold spray that they use for like, um, well, you know, like the magic spray for like injuries uh, uh, like in football. You know, they, they so it's that. But he he's used that in the past when he was known as the cleaner. Uh, um, it's a long thing. A long <laughs> okay, story. cool. Uh, but he he's basically he has history using it, so it was a callback to something from years prior. Okay, cool. Because I was like, what the, okay, well, I guess he's spraying, you know. Um, Especially when he starts spraying his balls with it. I was like, okay, yeah, I was like, that's okay, going to be weird if you don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, uh, I guess he needs to keep his balls clean too, or balls nice and cool. <laughs> but then, um, yeah, I guess then we start to kind of, so that was cool. Then it kind of gets a bit boring for a little while, and then they, they go into the go home. Uh, they start to go home with a one-wing angel reverse into a lion tamer. Um, and then, you know, Kenny gets to the ropes. He hits the V-trigger. Then the one-wing angel. And then Jericho gets to the ropes of the two-count. Uh, and then uh, I think we actually get to the actual ending, uh, which was which was quite cool. Um, the lion sort attempt. Um, um, yeah, Jericho kind of goes for a lion sort attempt. Gets the chair thrown in his back. Um, uh, uh, Omega grabs him, hits the one-wing angel on the chair. One, two, three, win. And it's a good match after they stop with all the nonsense outside of the ring, which is fine. It it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. But for me personally, I didn't really get engaged until um, they did get in the ring, but it's a great match. Uh, Some of the things that leapt out to me was Jericho was still fantastic, but in comparison to the, the, you know, the the first match we watched, he's clearly slowed down a bit. Like he's now relying on ring savvy and Omega is now, you know, uh, doing a lot of the athletic stuff, but he still has amazing athleticism. It's just, 
his level of athleticism before is so high that you, you, you notice back to back how, how much he's slowed down. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, what, what did you think, man? Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree with almost all of that. Um, I, I've got some notes. Um, I, these are just things I was thinking about as we were going through. First of all, Jericho looks weird in pants. He does. He does. <laughs> I don't like. I've him. always thought this. I've always thought this. He looks better in trousers. Yeah. He just looks weird in pants. Looks like an old um, man. I, I, yeah. It just it doesn't work. Um, he's just got the he's got the wrong body shape for it. It just looks weird. Um, it's very distracting now because he's gone back to trousers and he looks more normal. It's just strange. Um, yeah, I thought um, Jericho was brilliant as the sort of aggressive veteran dickhead kind of like dickhead heel. Like I think he's brilliant. Um, I, and yeah, I agree with you about the the sort of wild man stuff outside the ring, followed by the in like it, yeah, it's sort of I didn't get engaged with it until it was in the ring in the same way that I would expect to. But then I really enjoyed the stuff outside the ring. It was just as a separate almost angle. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's kind Having of it back to back with straight style, man. It's like they spend the first, if a match is an hour long, first half an hour of it's kind of bullshit. It's just kind of padding. And then they get into it like half an hour into the match. But normally that padding isn't necessarily like this. This is very modern last few years there in JPW. Yeah. Like you, you don't traditionally get this. You know, in, in in the last like you know two or three decades, you haven't really had this so much. So I yeah, um, it, it was a lot of fun though. I and, and yeah, but when they actually got going, I thought it was great. Um, I I don't understand what was going on with Kenny Omega's hair. <laughs> you didn't like it. There was like a weird braid in the middle of it. Oh, like it just looked really even, odd. I didn't even notice after he came in. It was odd. Like a manga character or whatever. <laughs> it was it was strange, and that that was quite distracting. Um, I also I thought the match was probably a little bit too long. Mm. It probably was a little bit. It went a bit longer than it needed to. I think both men probably went a bit too. There's a bit of vanity going on there. I think about trying to to steal the show. Um, yeah. I also thought every time. Every time that Jericho went up for the one wing angel, he did this weird thing where he sort of like steadied himself on the back of um, like like he was riding a mo- like like riding a passenger on a motorbike. Oh, wow. um, and and like just noticing that once I noticed it once, I couldn't stop noticing it. I didn't and know it, it sort of took me out of it. I'm gonna have to um, watch a weird, it's a weird thing, weird, totally weird thing. It's probably just me, but I I did notice it, and then I couldn't stop noticing it. So. Oh, also, throughout this, the commentators um, kept saying, oh, you know, the, there's no such thing as rope breaks because it's no DQ or the rest of it. There are right? rope breaks. So, <laughs> well, it's the thing. Early on, when they were doing submissions, so, you know, like when Omega gets the cold spray from under the ring. Yeah. He'd gone to the ropes, but they'd said, you know, there's no rope break because it's no DQ. So, right, which makes sense. But then later on, Jericho breaks up a pin by grabbing the ropes. So, yeah, which yeah. is it? Doesn't he get out of the lion tamer by uh, by grabbing the ropes? Or did I yeah. imagine that? Yeah. So which is it? Is it just halfway through they change the rules? So I thought that that again bothered me a bit. That it's like, do one or the other. I don't care which. I can suspend my disbelief that even in an ODQ match you can still have rope breaks, but don't explicitly make a thing of the fact that there are no rope breaks and then do rope breaks. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So it, it, it's just me. It's probably me being a little bit overly critical. I've seen this match a couple of times before. And maybe because of that, I'm noticing things now that I didn't notice previously. Um, it's still brilliant. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic. And it, it's a great example of Jericho's ability to evolve his character, yeah. you know, from the, the various different iterations. Bear in mind, he was doing the stuff with the list 
in, you know, six months earlier and doing essentially comedy stuff a lot. And then he becomes this sort of mini bruiser Brody in Japan where he's fucking and he's going around. still like, wasn't even no, and that's yeah. We still got that to come. Do you know what I mean? Like it's he's so good at evolving his character, which you, you have to give him that. Um, and yeah, I think this was a great example of that. Is it as good a match as as maybe some people have made out? Like Meltzer has given, I think he gave it like six stars or something. No like, bloody like, way. No, no bloody no. way. It's a good match, but it's it's not. You know, it's not one of the best I've ever seen. No. I just, it's a good example of seeing how Jericho has, has progressed his career. And yeah, as you say, it's quite jarring that he's not as athletic as he was you know, 17 years earlier. But I mean, obviously, this is 17 years later. And, you know, I think he's still able to go at a level that's very acceptable. And, uh, you know, for, for his for his age, he's, you know, you know, in that top tier. Like, and actually, he never would have got to, to, to this sort of level that he is now in WWE no. doing what he was doing. He's taken a big risk, but actually it's paid off in spades, like because he is Yeah, he's, he's just yeah. And, and this was the start of that, really. I think some of them I mean, should Jericho progress and we watch more matches, I think some of the stuff he's done in AEW, some of the matches I think I'm not sure if there's ones with Hangman Page or with um, He had a good match with Hangman Page. Yeah, yeah, like oh, yeah that that are fantastic as well. So um yeah, he still ha- he's still there's still more stuff that he's producing that oh yeah you know going to be up there in his canon so yeah oh definitely definitely um cool okay well that is done. that is all the matches done so what we will do is we'll take another quick break and then we're going to talk about some promos let's do it hello everybody I'm Joe Galley the voice of the National Wrestling Alliance and you are listening to the WrestleCube. And we are back. So we had a little break there again because, you know, uh, we wanted to. Uh, and, and if you don't like it, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's very aggressive. Um, yeah, no, yeah. no, it's good. I like it. I like that energy, Thomas. <laughs> so we talked about some matches and I feel like with The Rock and Jericho, it would be only right to talk about promos. Indeed. Because both, I would say, are just as reliant on promos as they are their in-ring abilities, yep, yep. Uh, in some cases more so. Um, so I thought we'd look back at some classic promos from each to give a, a good cross-section of their kind of abilities on that front. So uh, the first one we watched was from, uh, I believe it was from December 2000, uh, featuring The Rock, um, getting preparing for the uh, six-way Hell in a Cell match. Uh, yep, that was a thing. Um, yeah. At uh, Armageddon uh, 2000. Uh, if, if you watch, if, if you want to remember rightly, it was one of the worst Hell in a Cell matches they've ever done because it was incredibly hard to follow uh, and also featured Rikishi taking a bump off the top of the cell uh, into a truck full of hay. Worse than the um, the one with the big boss mang and all the dog shitting everywhere. Well, see, I give that a pass because that was not technically a Hell in a Cell. That was a kennel from Hell because there was a second cage inside. Thank you, thank you. So, as a result, it is not canon for Hell in a Cell. Good, fair enough. Let me know. That's that's my get out. That's my get out for that. (laughs) (laughs) I may have only just thought about that right now as a way of saving myself from from, uh, my previous statement not being complete bullshit. No, hey, you know what, man? I like it. I like I like the the way you can dance on your toes. Um, so yeah, so this promo was uh, a great example of The Rock doing what he did in his in his, his uh, in the height of his powers. Yeah. 
um, I would say. Um, there are a couple of things, though. Yes. Um, one, I don't think you would get away now with calling someone a hermaphrodite nope. uh, in the middle no, of a promo for a joke. Hell nope. no. And <laughs> no, yeah, there's, there's a lot of the shit that The Rock used to say will not fly at all. No. Anymore. No, that was a... That was weird. Um, and it was quite catchphrase heavy at the beginning, but then all of The Rock's promos do that. And I thought what was really good was that he did the these incredible facial expressions and then went into these impressions of all the other the other performers. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, it cracked me up, especially the Rikishi one, because the, uh, the whole I did it for The Rock thing has obviously become quite a... Over the years has been memed and become quite a, a hilarious thing that everyone always goes on about. Um and yeah, he, I thought his impressions were actually pretty decent. They were too uh, pretty for good. the most part. I am. Um, I I thought this promo. The one of the things it reminded me of is just kind of like how the Rock. One, his character is, <laughs> his character and his character's mannerisms are actually insane. Like if a human being stood on the corner doing this, you'd be like, "Wow, that guy's fucking crazy." He's like Johnny Bravo. I th- I... <laughs> if people didn't think Johnny Bravo sucked, you know, he's like, I'm like it, it seems like somebody who's taken a lot of cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just twitching all over the place. But I love it. I love it. He kind of reminds me of like Zlatan Ibrahimovic, you know, the way he just kind of, who just, just so arrogant. I'm just going to look into this guy like with my sunglasses and just randomly twitch my head and look at the camera. It's just so, it's so funny. Like he, it, um, it's such an amazing character and his charisma and humor are just like beyond like anyone i guess that had come before or will come after him like he was he's so special and you can understand why um he's the you know the biggest movie star on the planet now because he's it's unbelievable how much charisma well i've been doing films yeah yeah apparently i was just googling it apparently he's been in a bunch of movies (laughs) are they are they bigger than mr nanny because i assume that was the biggest wrestling related film ever made nothing is bigger than mr nanny thomas (laughs) nothing yeah, um, yeah, obviously, Suburban Commando is a close yeah, it's, it's the pinnacle of um, of movie uh, history. Right? But squeeze the watermelons. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, what, what, <laughs> I completely forgot about that. <laughs> well, one of the things that reminds that I remembered uh, one of the things when I was watching this promo, though, and I guess CM Punk kind of uh, did this was when he kind of broke down the rock's promos and broke down the stuff that the rock said and even though the crowd didn't give a shit they were like eh see a punk you suck it was so true but just how puerile and stupid the shit that comes out of his mouth is and oh yeah look back at these promos as much as as great as you know humor is and, and as and as fun as it was it's so stupid and it doesn't 100 percent hold up nowadays i i <laughs> will say for, for this particular Oh, definitely, definitely. But for this particular promo, I will say one thought I thought was really good was that, yeah, he does all the catchphrases and the formulaic stuff and all the silly, puerile stuff. But then right at the end, he just gets dead serious for a minute. Mm. And I thought that was great because actually that is which, you know, you can do all the funny stuff and the rest of it, but he immediately brings it straight back, back to the point, back to what he's supposed to be pushing towards and hyping this this, you know, this, this big pay-per-view match. And he gets deadly serious for a minute before he does his catchphrase at the end. And I thought that was so well done. He's a damn um, you know, man. I oh, God, he's just incredible. I personally prefer The Rock when he was a heel. And when people... When oh, he was doing this stuff to be a dick. Like, I think when... I think... I mean, that's why people liked him. It was like, this dude is so goddamn funny and arrogant that I don't even care that he's a, like, he's a heel. I just don't care. He's just amazing. And when, he, when it starts playing to the crowd, it becomes a bit more cartoonish. I like when he was just a dick. But um, you can't... 
regardless of whether I think it's Purell in 2020, 35 with a kid, it's still like, you know, some of the best stuff, you know, the most charismatic shit you can see. So, yeah, man. I think you're right, though. Like, yeah, like it doesn't, if somebody was doing this now, it wouldn't hold up very well. Yeah. But looking back at this with a nostalgic eye and like accepting that there are some, you know, like anything that from 20 years ago, you have to accept that that's a very long time and that there will be things that, yeah, there might be yeah, some things, the world was a different place and you have yeah. to accept that. Like, like in, in 2000, if you watch something from 1980, the world was a different place between those two things. You you have to, uh, context is very important, I think. Yeah. But I thought for the most part, like The Rock, it, like if nothing else, it just, it, it goes to show just what an incredible performer he was. And like, he had this shit down pat. Like yeah. it was, like there is, there was no wasted movement in that at all. Like no. there's no, not a slip up, nothing. And it is, it is crisp. And you know what? I will say, this is another thing that I was thinking during this, and I've written it down in my notes, is that normally I would say that there are two types of people who wear sunglasses indoors. There are blind people and wankers, but yet The Rock manages to fit into a third category that is only for him. Him and maybe Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But, like, who was who somehow able to pull, pull off something that is so so ridiculously stupid that actually it still works? Yeah, it's, exactly. it's It's a very small, small, thin category of people who can do that. Yeah, yeah. He's... he's the, the guy, if there is a... You know... It, under Wikipedia, I, I guess I was going to say the dictionary. Wikipedia, when you go for wrestling promo, it should just be a video of this, or you know, one of the. Oh yeah, promos. definitely. Just how crisp he is, and he, he, he doesn't. He's. I mean, he's he's doing. He's projecting his voice, but he isn't doing the cocaine wrestling shouting. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like. He's not doing a rat pretending to be one of the road warriors and no, just doing. Exactly. Like, just shouting <laughs> when, about seeing you. <laughs> when when dark side finally comes from apocalypse to claim the earth as his own i feel like his herald will be the rock you know what i mean like, if, if sauron needed a new mouth of sauron i think the rock would be really 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 good at that job don't don't say that because all, all, all you're putting in my head now is the idea of the eye of sauron having a little people's eyebrow <laughs> yes <laughs> which in itself is so fucking ridiculous just constantly. God, can, can you imagine like, the, 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 that final big battle at the end of the two towers and just suddenly this fucking eyebrow appears and all you can hear is, do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> fucking really like, out rock bottoms, it's, it's I mean, or something. <laughs> it would have ruined the film. But yeah, I feel like we would have really enjoyed that. It would have ruined the film for you, Thomas. It would have made it for me. No, I mean, it would have ruined it for everyone else. <laughs> I don't give a shit. That would have made the film for me. Fuck it <laughs> up. <laughs> um, okay, so we wa- we watched the second rock promo, which is from uh, mid nineteen ninety nine, so a little bit before he'd maybe refined the act quite so much because he'd recently turned babyface. Um, one thing I don't want to stop on it too much because it's not particularly eventful. It's just a, 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 an example of what the rock does. Um, it's just that example though of him in front of a crowd as opposed to backstage mm. that. Uh, again, it was very catchphrase heavy, and he was just saying his lines and the rest of it. But it's the thing—the thing that I've forgotten about him doing was where he turns around and goes, and you know, you hear all these people chanting the Rock's name, and then on cue, the entire fucking arena erupts oh my God. into chanting for his name, and like, like you just don't see that anymore. Like nobody's that, that fucking level. over now. Not at that level, man. No one can even as as much as John Cena, and I guess he's always kind of had a a weird relationship with the crowd. 
and you know, actually watching all of this stuff is just seeing how much of a of a carbon of like a lab grown carbon copy for the era that that John Cena was on the rock, and he never ever 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 got anywhere close to this reaction. Like it's it's insane. It's like people are shouting Rocky from the bases of their diaphragms, man. It's like it's insane. It's animalistic. Yeah, (laughs) 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 you're like tearing the skin from their faces. They're so excited. (laughs) Rock's here, you know. But like I just, it's just incredible, and like, it's this sort of like bordering on fanatical uh, yeah. like response. Like, you can see why people have suggested that he might want to go into politics at some point, aside from everything else that he's done or the rest of it. But like, because you know. anybody who can inspire that sort of fanatical response in people just by saying something is, you can see why some why why it would be a, you know a shoo-in to go into that kind of realm. Because, I think you've yeah, like, um Sorry, go on, man. No, 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 I was done. I was, done. I was gonna say if if he had commanded the, the crowd to kill at that moment, I think I think some of them would have killed. If he was like kill Oh oh oh, oh. Kill. Plenty, I'm sure. <laughs> there would be death. So I mean this is still America we're talking about, so I mean <laughs> kill, for, kill for the rug. Kill for him. They don't even need really need a command most of the time. So I mean it's uh... <laughs> They're just sitting there going, please say it, Rocky, just say the word. Just say it. <laughs> Finger on a concealed trigger in their pocket. Like. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Free us. That's what people were waiting for all this time. Oh, Just need permission. Oh. The rock says it's law. It's law. The rock says no, you damn roll, and our role is to kill. Okay. <laughs> 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 We've gone down a weird fucking road, man. Really? <laughs> you got off the rails. I'm going to steer us back. I'm going to steer us back. I'm going to steer us back. Right, so we, we do have a, 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 two promos that involve Jericho and The Rock before we move on to the Jericho side of it. So it's a nice bridge in between. Um, did you did you manage to watch the one with um, the backstage of Michael Cole? Uh, no. No, I did not. Okay, cool, that's fine. Uh, it's, it's fair. To be fair to Daniel, I sent I sent him these uh, fairly late in the day um, and, and then forgot about uh, mentioning it. So um, no, to be we fair got to the matches. I'm lazy. I was covering your ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. No, I look a fool. Go late on. in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, so it's basically it's the Rock and Jericho backstage. Um, I enjoyed uh, Jericho repeatedly calling Michael Cole Mitchell Cole. Uh, that's very enjoyable. Um, uh, in the uh, in the same, it's around the same time that he was uh, also referring to Chris Benoit as Chris Benoit and uh, uh, my favorite, my, my favorite, of course, which is uh, calling Kurt Angel Kirk Angel, which. I just think it sounds like some sort of like mid uh, mid eighties like private investigator in a yeah. in a crappy sitcom. Who's actually an angel? Or oh, crappy detective show. Like... <laughs> yeah, yes, definitely. Like it's absolutely the sort of high concept quantum leap type <laughs> shit that you would have seen on TV in the in the mid eighties. Like totally, <laughs> Kirk Angel PI. <laughs> One day I'll get those wings back, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or he would have been a Doc Kirk Angel MD, and he, uh, MD. the MD is actually for like for like a, a medical deity or something. <laughs> medical demon. Oh, he's a fallen Kirk Angel. 
yeah, it, it was some shit like that. You you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, this is a really good promo between the two. So it's quite well balanced that they kept like cutting each other off, and the Rock were uh, the Rock Jericho did the if you smell the Rock is cooking, and then Rock did a pretty brutal rebuttal where he. Uh, Essentially, basically, uh, said that he would fight all of Jericho's ancestors, uh, and then um, and then he uh, did the never ever uh, thing that Jericho used to do. So it's very good uh, to see them side by side. Um, I think they both held their own. Um, so in terms of Jericho promos, oh, also we do also have Jericho's debut, uh, which um, yeah, yes. I don't want to go too much into really because actually I watched it again, and while it is very good, I don't know if it really actually says a huge amount about either man really because the Rock's promo. You know, his rebuttal to Jericho is very good, but Jericho's introducing himself to a new audience. Uh, what I will say, though, which is very pertinent to this, is that both The Rock came out to an enormous ovation, which was was uh, was obviously a big thing. Um, there are a few times I can think of where I've, I've heard such a shatteringly massive pop yeah. uh, on TV as to when Jericho's name flashed up on the screen after all the graphics and stuff, because obviously nobody knew who was coming out when the Millennium Clock hit down to, to zero. And, um, yeah, I will say... Uh, that that pop is still fucking massive. You know what's crazy? Like, it's I'm incredible. Getting, I'm getting like goosebumps, and my my head is tightening. Literally, just thinking about that. Like, yeah, like, finally hit, and then the break the walls down, which might be like the greatest entrance for a new character on a wrestling show ever. I I don't I don't remember any any that has even reached anything close to that like and then he comes out and he's standing with the arms out and everything. It was like this might be the coolest thing I've ever seen like, you know. He holds the pose as well. The uh, the, the that sort of cross pose. He ho- holds that for like a good like 20 so seconds. Good. So oh, it's man. still not so what what's great about that is is that he also then gets a secondary pop for when he turns around. Yeah. Because he's held it for so long. And it's, it's yeah, it's, 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 and obviously, you know, the crowd has never heard that bit of music before. So they see all this, like, you know, the, the kind of thing. And then as soon as, it, you know, you hear Break the Walls Down and Jericho flashes up on the screen in massive letters, it's this fucking massive deal. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I would urge, okay. if any, okay. anybody wants to see how you debut a star and then obviously immediately fuck it up, uh, that is, that <laughs> Maybe is, five that is. <laughs> Yeah, that is how you debut somebody in front of in front of a crowd. Because good lord, they were they were and they were hungry for him to be like the thing. Yeah. This is the stupid thing. So you have the promo afterwards, and he cuts this long promo up being the savior and how people are bored of this, that, and the other. And then the Rock cut, cuts him off. And it's like, oh, you know, what are you doing? What, where have you been? What are you doing on the Rock show? You're been down south wrestling some jabroni called Hooventude, which you know is a good line, admittedly. Yeah, it was um, but what's what what nobody remembers is later in the night. The Rock had a match with uh, the Big Show, and Jericho came in and cost him the match, and then ran away. And he looked like he was getting his own back, right? Which is great, but they never ever followed up on that. Nah, they didn't. You know, what, they didn't do by, a lot of stuff back then, though, man. With the WCW. So. By Thursday, Ugh. by that was that was Monday. By Thursday, Jericho was feuding with Road Dog. <laughs> Just buried. Explain that to me. Just buried. Yeah, explain that to me. Fuck it up. Hey, this is Stroke Daddy, Ricky Starks, and you're listening to The Wrestlecube. Sweet. Right, we, uh, we had a little uh, tech problem there, but uh, we solved it, so that's good. Uh, no major issues, uh, which is lovely. Um, yeah, so we were talking about, um, we, we talked about The Rock and, uh, sorry, Chris Jericho's debut. Yeah. Um, and 
Um, I think we've got two other two other promos that I watched. Um, probably quite memorable anyway. One was just a uh, a compilation of the list of Jericho, just to, because I think actually it's a great example of his versatility from you know his WWE debut through to the other stuff he did. So it's still being reinventing himself, you know, in like 2016, doing this whole list of Jericho stuff. And actually, it's very entertaining for what it was. Um, mm. So that's um, yeah, and such a simple but really effective concept as well, which I yeah. You know, um, but the other the other thing I wanted to talk about was the man of a thousand and four holds promo. Oh, yes. Which, uh, yes, it's become become pretty infamous. Um, which I what I had completely forgotten is is that it also involves Marty Jannetty. I cannot. I did not remember that. I did not remember him having anything to do with this. So he comes out. <laughs> Jericho comes out, has a go at Dean Malenko, and causes him a disappointment to the memory of his dead father. Oh yes, um, yes. <laughs> and then wrestles it. wrestles Marty Jannetty for like a minute, beats him really quickly, and then goes, "Whew." I've actually got more time than I thought I did. So I'm going to list all 1,004 holes. (laughs) I remember thinking when I first saw this, because I think this is probably the first memory I have of Chris Jericho. I remember thinking, this guy's amazing. This guy's insane. And then they were saying how he was making fun of Dean Malenko's dead dad. And I remember as a kid thinking, whoa, 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 whoa. That is not something you do. This guy's crazy. Um, So, yeah, I I remember, yeah, yeah, my first introduction to him was this promo. Just thinking, wow, this guy's crazy. I'd like to know more. I uh, I remember a few years after this, it must have been, it must have been 2002, maybe. I remember going to an maybe even later actually, like two thousand three. I remember going to an FWA show in uh, Walthamstow at the uh, the Civic Hall. Little, little did I know I would live around the corner from there about a decade <laughs> later, but uh, which is a weird thing. Um, but I remember going there and uh, getting um, uh, at the show. They had a table full of like, uh, like these traded traded tapes, basically, um, and they had a Jericho ninety eight compilation, which was just all the fun stuff he did in uh, in WCW in nineteen ninety eight. I still, I, I've, I've lost it somewhere since, but uh, it was one of my prized possessions for a little while, just because <laughs> it was like, just like badly dubbed uh, onto, like badly chopped together, like um, <laughs> segments recorded off TV from Nitro. But it's, oh, it's fucking brilliant. You know, for a little while, he was like carrying around uh, uh, Hoover 2 Guerrero's mask. He was uh, carrying around a, a mannequin uh, leg and saying that it was Rey Mysterio's knee. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was, oh, 1998, he was just fantastic. I've just seen this um, promo of him think... coming out pretending to be Goldberg. <laughs> oh, God, it's so good. so good. Um, and, like, the 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 stuff with this man of Thousand Four Holes thing, I think one of the things I really love about it is that, like, yeah, it's really funny, and there's loads of, like, funny little references in the armbar thing is obviously what everyone remembers. But when, after the match, after he's getting towards the end of this, Prince Iakea comes out to like say out oh, because Prince Iakea was vaguely uh, affiliated with the Malenko family. Uh, I think they trained him or something. So he came out and this set up a feud between those two. Um, I don't know why because Prince Iakea was fucking useless. Um, but the my favourite thing is that he came out and he chased Jericho out of the ring. And then Jericho is just standing there going, my holds, my holds, give me my holds. It's like, as the referee throws this big pile of paper at him. And it's just, it's, such, it's only a very small thing, but it's so good. Yeah, it's so, so well done. Good. Oh man, he's just so I funny. Just, yeah. 
And, he, and he's continued, you said he's continuing to do it, Le, Le Champion. Like, he did it again. It's like, there's, he's got a whole new stupid thing that everyone oh, yeah. thinks is amazing. But the stupid thing doesn't doesn't detract from, like, I, you could argue maybe he was a very much a comedy character in, in you know, back in, in the mm. late 90s in WCW. But now, he has been able to do that stuff, but it doesn't detract from him being a serious main event character either. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is incredible. Like, being able to throw those two things together is really quite impressive. Like, with me, like, as I said, especially towards that period when he did debut in WWF uh, or WWE or whatever. Yeah. I think he's been ready to be this star from then. And the only thing that's held him back is them just not putting him on. I think the crowds have been ready for him to be the man since then. <laughs> and the only yeah, person that wasn't seemed to be whoever was booking him. And it didn't make any sense. I don't know. Maybe he's arrogant or maybe there's something about him that that guys don't like, or maybe they just don't trust that this kind of guy is, is going to be, you know, the guy that you carry your company, but the charisma, the ring work, the comedy, the everything, I, I think it's one of the biggest mistakes in both companies, not putting this guy on like WCW should have put him on oh, at the end and WWE should have put him on in the late 2000s, early 2001. So, um, yeah. And I think by the time they pulled the trigger on him, you know, seven or eight years later, you know, again, when he came back as a, this redefined heel character, even then, I never felt, even with the feud with Shawn Michaels and the rest of it, I never felt like he was given the opportunity to take, like, really be given the ball and run with it as, like, the company's main star. Yeah. And I don't think he's ever been given that faith, which is unfortunate because I think actually he might have done quite well if they timed it right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I mean, you know, even, even his big WrestleMania main event with Triple H in 2002 when he was the world champion, first ever undisputed champion, all the rest of it. You know, a lot of the build to that was based around the fact that he had aligned himself with Stephanie and it was basically Hunter versus Stephanie. And he was almost a bit of an afterthought because they just yeah. clearly didn't have the faith in him. When you give him the, the some freedom to do what he does best and he's a fantastic performer. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it's unfortunate. I think he's been cut some some pretty shitty breaks, to be honest. Yeah. But he's made his own breaks now. And that and he seems like he's having the time of his it's, fucking yeah, exactly. life. Exactly. Like but, he's really, I mean, really there. I, I wish he would stop giving money to the <laughs> Trump campaign, but you know that's so be it. You know, yeah, yeah, let's not get into politics. I guess someone so, has to, Thomas. Someone has to give Trump money, otherwise, where will his yeah, money come from? I worry <laughs> though that he's he's doing things like uh, like he's like tweeting after the uh, the election and be like, "I'm not a political person," but uh, you know. I can't believe that. Does it normally take this long for election election results to come in? I'm my favorite thing in the world, and because he's obviously, you know, it's a complete like buying into this misinformation thing and the rest of it. Is CM Punk immediately responded with the, you know, the um, that SpongeBob meme with the uh, with the eyes bulging out, like like bent over, and uh, the, all the uh, the kind of uh, randomly capitalized letters. Was, I'm not a political person. I just, oh, it fucking cracked me up. Oh, hello. Oh, sorry, I muted myself. I, I was saying, I wish you hadn't told me that. Um, yeah, I wish you hadn't told me that. That makes, every, that makes me sad. Makes me sad. But what? hey, we're not going to politics here, baby. About him being a Trump donor or about the SpongeBob meme? The Trump donor, the SpongeBob meme made me less sad. <laughs> <laughs> it was a journey of sadnesses. And, um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so... so- yeah, but that's that's Jericho's career in a nutshell. We'll ignore the, the Trump thing. Um, yeah. So I think we should probably talk about scores. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's going to be interesting. Okay, so the five the five categories that we have been applying, and we applied this to Okada versus Guerrero as well. And I, I honestly don't know what... I have no idea what I'm going to put for any of these yet. So we'll yeah, me see. either. Um, 
Our five categories are in-ring ability, charisma slash overness, star power, versatility, and storytelling. So for The Rock, in-ring ability, out of five. Uh, it's a three. <laughs> I am going to go with you on that. I think yeah. that's a very fair score. Um, not because there's anything wrong with what he does. It just it, it looks a bit weird. Yeah, it's just kind of basic, you know. It does. He has enough ability to do what he has to do to be the biggest star on the planet but it's not what you go you don't watch a rock match to watch the rock do moves you watch him to do i would say i would say his his selling is better than i would expect it and it always wanted me to give him a four but i also one of those matches we watched he did that sharpshooter so and that sharpshooter is garbage it's an affront to god himself so it's 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 so bad. It's yeah. so bad. Um, right. So charisma slash overness. I'm going to give him a five for that. I think that's only fair. Yeah, I think if you could give him a six. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the maximum he can get. In, to be fair, to the rating scale is five, and we're not breaking that. But yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah, like I'm acknowledging that that if anyone would break that, it would clearly be The Rock. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. Um, and again, star power. I feel like I'm probably yeah, going to give him a five. <laughs> Once again, if you could somehow give him a six, because his, he is the most successful movie star of all time, <laughs> of all yeah. time. Uh, so yeah, he is his star powers. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, so uh, versatility, however, I'm going to give him a three for that. I think that's a good. I think that's a good one as well. He um, he, he can only really play. Well, he's a fantastic heel. Um, I'd argue he's a better heel than he's a face, but um, yeah, uh, but there's, I guess, yeah, you know, I'm going to go with three as well. Three is good. Three is good. I think you're right. Okay. And then finally, we've got storytelling. I think that's a, that's a three for me, I think. As well. Yeah, that's a three for me because, I mean, he's been involved in some amazing feuds. Actually, no, because if you add his promo ability to it too. That's kind of where the stories are told with him. But if it's in ring and the story, if you package the whole thing together, maybe it's a four for me because okay. a lot of what The Rock does is promos, is is the selling, is the you know like the story that he tells within his matches is still a good story. It's not. Oh, God, yeah. this is hard. I, gonna... I, I, it's hard. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Are you going to stick with four? I don't know. Oh, give me a second. You you, you go for yours. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll give you my reasoning for this. I am I am actually going to give him a. I think I might give him a five on this for Ooh. because I think actually watching that promo where he did all the impressions, I think the fact that he then got super serious again at the end and really rammed home the point of what the overarching story was, as opposed to just having fun, made me think that his promos do perform a very good storytelling function. Yeah. Also, his in ring work, while it's not brilliant it does tell a story very effectively. He does a very good fiery baby face comeback. He sells quite well. And like even the post-match in that Jericho with the chair, like the sort of, you know, hot giving in the smoking gun is a sort of like, well, you beat me, but fuck you. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Like telling all that with his facial expressions, I'm giving him a five. I'm going to go with a four. You are right. I think that's fair, man. Because um, like I think about the I quit match he had with um Mankind and that, you know, they told an amazing story during that match. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with a four. I'm going to go with a four. Okay. All right. So we move on. To, uh, let me just top this up and then we'll move on to Jericho and we'll re- reveal the scores at the end. Uh, just just fill for a second there, Daniel, please. You guys remember that from The Simpsons? The fill-in music? No, just me? 
Alright, well, fuck you guys anyway. I don't need you. I don't need anybody. All I need is this whiskey and this wrestling. Yeah. Is that good, Phil Thomas, or is that just kind of weird and creepy? A little bit longer. A little bit longer. All right, well. Well, you know, uh, there's some other good things coming up here on the WrestleCube. We're going to try and get some stuff up on the Instagram. I've been quite lazy, but we've got some stuff coming up. We're going to promo this. Uh, oh, I, I should say, I should say it's, um, it's, it's... Daniel, Daniel is not uh, not uh, giving enough credit to himself for how good the stuff that's coming off on the Instagram is going to be. I've seen it. it it's bloody excellent. Well, thank you, Thomas. I could do with the ego boost right now. So, mm, <laughs> And that's yeah, enough feelings for now. Uh, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> good, good, good. No, so finish, finish the thought. It's fine. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to have um, – we, we'll be promoting these podcasts on, on the Instagram. Um, hopefully – you know, it'd be amazing if that's how you found this podcast, but most likely that won't be the case. But we'll also be doing uh, the kind of summarizing these uh, results with our cube power rating kind of baseball card things. Well, so you'll have a little bit of a, a blurb, and you'll have like the the scores out of five, uh, and uh, yeah. So look out for those on on the WrestleCube at WrestleCube on the Instagram. Zim, zim, zim. That was some good, a some good feeling, but also some very good shilling. Thank I like. You, thank you. I like. I like a nice shill. Um, all right, let's let's move on to the uh, to the Chris Jericho ratings. So in ringability, out of five, Stinko, straight up, I, 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 he has to be a five. I I am going to also go for a five. I think yeah. that's that's very uh, very fair. Charisma slash overness. I'm going to give him a four because you can't. He isn't. If the Rock is a five, Chris Jericho is not the Rock. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to give him a five, but only because you've given him a four. Because okay. I think, to be fair, if if the Rock gets a ten, I think Jericho at nine is fair. Yeah. Given how over he was at points, I yeah, I think that seems like yes. a fair rating. Um, star power. I'll give him a four as well because I think he, I think he is he's one of the biggest stars in wrestling. Anytime the WWE needs to fill in a spot. Because, you know, someone got injured or whatever, they just stuck Chris Jericho in the match. Every time they needed someone to plug in a gap, they just stuck him in because they knew he would immediately bring star power and bring all of that stuff to it. So, But once again, he's not The Rock, so he gets a four. <laughs> I think that's fair. I, I am also going to go four um, for the same reasons. If nothing else, because actually watching that match between him and The Rock, both arguably at the height of their powers, The Rock came out and he was a fucking megastar. And Jericho came out and he was a star. But, you know, by any other comparison, with the exception of maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin and maybe oh, yeah. know, his pump, uh, Hulk Hogan, there were very few who would be on the level that I would say you would put up there as more of a star than Jericho. But he is up against The Rock and that, that seems like, yeah, that's, that's fair, I think. Um, versatility. Um, oh, that's an interesting one. I'm going to give him a four because of the amount of different roles that he's played throughout his career. Um, from I, yeah. and, and his in-ring ability allows him to do loads of different things and tell different stories. So I'm going to give him a four for that. Um, I agree. I'm also going to give him a four. Um, and then finally, storytelling. Uh, I think that might be a four as well, actually, because mm, should it be a five? You know what? I will give it a four because some of the stories uh, I've seen, uh, he's he's told an amazing amazing stories in the ring, um, and maybe we'll watch some other matches, and I'll be you know I'll, I'll have to give a different grade for this, but I, I think that I've seen sto- I've seen some more emotional things happen. I've seen other people tell more deeper stories than the stories I've seen him be able to tell in the ring with his promos and everything. So I'm gonna give him a four. 
I am with you. I'm actually going to I'm going to give him a three because actually I don't know that I ever. I one thing one problem I have sometimes with Jericho's work is I'm not sure I make the emotional connection with it, and I'm not sure that his yeah. selling is necessarily as good as I would like it to be. Um, so that's not a massive knock on him. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but I do think that that is something that maybe drags him down slightly. So I'm going to give him a three for that. Yeah. Um, so Daniel, if you would, wouldn't mind filling for time for a minute, I'll add, I'll add oh, yeah. his scores so, and then we'll get the final verdict. Oh yeah. So yeah, we'll be continuing to do this throughout. Uh, well, I, <laughs> there are no time frames because uh, we just do this when we feel like doing it, which is cool. And it works for us. So. We both have small children. It's, it's, yeah, we have small children. <laughs> Thomas has new small children as well. So, um, yeah, so we're going to try and keep doing this as, as often as possible. Um, we haven't really done too much stuff on the Facebook. I want to do some more artwork stuff on the Facebook, but when I have a bit more time, I will. And and, and I'm still thinking about doing some uh, video game stuff as well. Um, so, uh, particularly on YouTube, uh, but just trying to figure out how we do that and, and, and what, you know, what people we can bring in to do that kind of stuff because it could be fun to play some uh video games there's a lot of old school wrestling games and stuff that we um would like to do and we're both you know big fans of games so hopefully we can do some more oh, yeah, that kind of stuff definitely. but uh yeah in, in in the future in 2021 we'll, we'll bring more content and stuff before we before we reveal the scores actually just while we're on topic of games i don't know if you saw any of the stuff about aew's uh game yeah. being released no, no, and, and, and by the guys uh, that did No Mercy, right? So is, is it by AKI or is it? T- yeah, apparently. Oh man, I, that, I think it's the same. Know. It's the same director that worked on uh, No Mercy all those years ago, and I believe it is Ukes who are doing the, the development on it. Who did make a lot of the more recent w, WWE games under the Two K banner, but I they have they were apparently yeah, and apparently they were getting very. Um, the team who made it, the developers, were not happy for quite a number of years about the constraints that WWE put on them. So, uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't think that's um, uh, necessarily indicative of how it's going to go. What I'm quite interested in is that not only are they doing a uh, like a, a, a standard wrestling game, but they're also releasing a man like a football manager type sim game for mobiles, which I think could be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, sign me up. That, that could be quite fun. I'd fill up a train journey for me. Like that's a, a pretty yeah. I could definitely do that. <laughs> so, I that stuff ages ago, back in the day. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm very, very on board for that. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, right. Scores on doors. Uh, and it, it's close. It's close. So The Rock comes in with a grand total of 39 out of 50. Ooh, wee, 39. No wait, is that right? Is that a 50? Is it five times? One? It might not be out. Oh, no, yeah, it's, out. it's five. Yeah, yeah, it's out of 50, sorry. Uh, 39 oh, yeah, out of 50. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, my, my maths is terrible. Uh, so uh, 39, 39 out of 50. And Chris Jericho comes in with just pipping him with a score of 42 out of 50. So Chris Jericho, it's surprisingly, actually, because I, I thought The Rock was going to take this. Uh, yeah, I said Jericho uh, goes forward uh, to the next round. I mean... I can imagine people will be like, "What the fudge?" But I, I think, I think um, the thing that we like most about professional wrestling, or and we like all of it, we like all of the different aspects of it. But I think, for me anyway, and I think you're the same, Sob, is that storytelling and all that stuff has to encompass in ring. Like that's always going to kind of yeah, I, I agree. Be a thing, yeah, that um, 
like that I prefer. So it doesn't matter if, um, you know, yeah, if you can tell a great story and and have a, a fairly basic offense, that's great. But then if you can tell a story with a good offense and tell your story with the moves and stuff that you do and an arrange of them, it's always for me going to have a higher rating. So you know, it's what it's clear that I, I agree. Star, but Jericho's our favorite wrestler, so there you go. Yeah, and you know what? I, th- I think the thing about Jericho as well is it's it's difficult in some ways because I would say, and it's I think it's reflected in these ratings to a certain degree that the actual time The Rock was wrestling was quite short. Yeah, yeah. Like so, if he continued, who knows what his career would have developed into? Who knows he may have you know added more moves or he might have changed his style up a bit. But arguably, he bowed out before he really hit his his prime really because well i mean he probably did hit his prime but you know he could have had many many more years to be a movie star which is fair enough exactly jericho is a wrestler so he enters him you know what i mean i feel like as much as he wants to be a rock star he's not he's he's he is a wrestler you know yeah and i think that's that's the thing like i think you have to you have to factor some of that in a little bit and i think yeah like i know it seems mad this is the rock going out in the first round but (laughs) oh man (laughs) I think we've justified that, though. I think we have. I think we have. Hey, man, this is our list, think, motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know what? Like, it, it, like we talked it through. We've we've given we've got a rating system that is completely fair, and we just you know, it is what it is. Uh, and yeah, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, that was uh, our next first round match uh, for the King of Cube tournament. Uh, I haven't got the brackets to hand, uh, so I can't remember who we're doing next, but it will be some point in the next few weeks. Ah, I, I have to do a bracket um, as well. I should probably make that up too. <laughs> yeah, I've got it written down somewhere. I've just got I've just not got it to hand, so that's fine. Um, but yeah, um, so this has been the WrestleCube podcast, uh, which hopefully if you've got this far into it, you know by now. Because uh, <laughs> if you found this by accident and you've stuck with us this long what are you doing (laughs) but yeah um you can find us at uh facebook.com slash wrestlecube at soundcloud.com slash wrestlecube on spotify at uh by searching for wrestlecube uh we are on stitcher we are on acast we are on google play uh i still haven't managed to get us on apple Podcasts, but i'm still working on that um it's yeah it's just a weird thing a quirk that i need to sort out um but again two small children not always got time so yeah you'll have to bear with us a little bit um you can also find us on twitter at, at wrestlecube and as daniel mentioned earlier on instagram at, at wrestlecube um I'd also like to thank, uh, once again, our sponsors, uh, Time Fixers, who are always fixing time, uh, as they continue to do uh, uh, some great work with watches and general horology. Fix that time, bitch! Yeah. Now, we, should probably t- we should probably tell the owner to have that as the, uh, the new slogan. <laughs> Fix the time, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I think that works. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, cool. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. Well, um, uh, that's all the plugs and everything else. So um, we're going to sign off, I think. Uh, so uh, I've been Tom Member, and I have been Daniel Keep Akinbola. <laughs> really? Yeah, I know that. That was great. Uh, hey, um, cool. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's that's us saying so long, folks. Cube. That was less of a good high note.